Oh, hey. Sorry I didn't see you there. This is an audio medium. If you grew up on Disney Channel shows and DCOMs, my time machine is ready for you to take a journey back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! up time travelers welcome back to the time machine podcast with me becca stogner and me hunter martin welcome back everyone we are back back after taking a week off because we had things to do and we'll see you soon and we're really gonna miss (laughs) you oh because what time is it it's summertime it's summertime which means it's moving season it's moving season moving and grooving it's yes trip season I guess every year is trip season. Yes. Any any time of year could be trip season, but in Hunter particular, got I feel the like the sheer pleasure of being at the beach, and I got the sheer yes. pleasure of moving into an apartment that will not have Wi-Fi until this weekend. I so I remember when I first moved to my first ever apartment. I was a senior in college, and we didn't have Wi-Fi for probably two weeks, uh. two three weeks, and I bought a. Um, a DVD player and I bought some DVDs and I just like would watch random stuff. Yeah, that's what I said. I need something. We moved in like all the way last Saturday. So it's going to be a full week without Wi-Fi. And some of you might remember I work from home. So that is a major issue. Yeah. I'm at my, I'm live from my parents' house right now. (laughs) Live from <laughs> Becca's uh, childhood home. It's the Time Machine Podcast. I went to the beach, obviously, and this year I went into the beach saying, I'm not going to get sunburned on my feet. For some reason, that's like where the sun rays directly hit. I don't know why. It's like you always have that place on your body when you go out in the sun that always gets burned no matter what. Yeah. Some people, it's like their face, their nose, their shoulders, their hands. For some reason for me, it's always my feet. I don't know why. And I made sure to put on sunscreen, not once, not twice, but like three times throughout the time I was on the beach. Sure enough, I get back into our beach house. They are as red as a fire hydrant. Dang it. And then the preceding days, one, they, they both begin to swell. And one was more, got more swollen than the other. So I could barely walk on one of them. Uh, so it sounds like you need but, to start wearing some rain boots to the beach. I know, galoshes or something. Um, but they're 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 fine now. But there was like a good chunk in the middle of when I was at the beach where I said I like I would I took Advil like the morning and night and in between the day like I had to wear. Luckily, my brother was was at the beach and he left his sandals. And his sandals were a little too big on my feet, but that was perfect because the plastic wouldn't touch my feet, like the tops of my feet. So I was like, this is, I, up until Sunday, cause I was gone for a week, was the first time I put on actual shoes. And let me tell you, I put on those shoes like uh, Anastasia on Cinderella. When the, when the foot could barely fit inside the shoe. Oh, man. And I was like, hum and hum and hum and hum and this hurts. Well, we, because we were gone for two weeks, we have a lot of Disney 411 and a we double Raven's Home rehash for you. So let's move on from let's, your dogs. Right. Let's move on to the dogs. <laughs> woof, woof. Let's get into Disney 411. <laughs> First things foremost, congratulations to Halloween Town 2 stars, Kimberly J. Brown and... Daniel counts. They officially got engaged. Woohoo! Haven't so they been together they, for an age? They've been together since it looks like they confirmed their relationship in July, 2018, after a year of posting pictures together. Um, but over this week, the actress Kimberly J. Brown uh, posted a picture and says, um, "Have I introduced you to my fiance?" Hashtag I said yes. Woohoo! So for those of you who don't know, Kimberly Brown, obviously Halloween Town. Daniel Counts played uh, Cal from Halloween Town 2. And I I listened to a podcast she was on, and they said they like were friendly friends on set, but then after the movie ended, they kind of just lost touch for no particular reason. You, you know, you just go on separate paths in life and then yeah. around 2018 they reconnected because Kimberly J Brown was doing social media stuff. It was like, "Oh my gosh, it would be so fun to 
they like ran into each other or something and they said oh it would be some so fun to do something together like for the fans and that's how they reconnected and they've been together ever since that's cute do you think they're gonna do you think they're going to be one of those people who get uh, married on Halloween and have, like, Halloween-themed weddings? I want to say no, but I think the answer is yes. Or is that too on the nose? Well, it's not been on the nose for the entire rest of everything Kimberly J. Brown has ever done, so... Stop. Stop. Let her be. Let her be. You mean let, let her, her boo. Be. Let her boo. <laughs> let her boo. Um, uh, going on to our next story... Selena Gomez sees a connection between her acting past and present. The only murderers in the building star compared her current character, Mabel, to the Disney mainstay that made her famous Alex Russo from Wizards of Waverly Place. She says, I feel like Mabel is an older version of Alex in a way. I adored being on Wizards so much. I felt like I did learn a lot. We actually had great writers. We had two writers that were on Friends, and we had an incredible director that we used for most of our seasons. We, we got really lucky. I still look back at that time and laugh at certain things just because I thought it was so fun, and we tried. We Not tried. We tried. <laughs> Not we tried. What do you mean? Like, Selena, you tried, you succeeded. They like won, like, three Emmys from that show. Right. Have you ever seen Only Murders in the Building? I haven't yet. I need to. It's it's good. I started the second season, and it is very her character from w- Wizards of Waverly yeah. Place. I just recently started uh, Hacks with our bestie, Rose Abdu. Uh-huh. And what do you think? just got renewed for a season three. We were going to mention that as, like, brief 411 because Rose was in it. Um, I really like it. It's a lot of fun. It. It's just like a nice show. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was like one of those discovery watches. Yeah. You know where you're like, I wasn't seeking it out. Yeah. I just kind of saw like it on social media. And like each episode is only like 25 minutes. So they're like just nice yeah. and easy. Just like good time. I like the characters a lot. Especially the main girl. Great bisexual representation. Oh. IMO. Oh. 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 No, I barked. Um. But yes, watch Hacks, watch Only Murders in the Building. I know, I both need to. on both just premiered their second seasons. Um, talk about someone who is not getting a second season on any show because he will not be invited to act on any show. Um, Disney star Adam Hicks out on parole <laughs> after robbery sentence. Uh, so when? Adam Hicks from Lemonade Mouth. From Lemonade Mouth. So Adam Hicks, the former child star of several Disney movies and TV shows, is living life on parole after doing time for second-degree robbery. Uh, Adam Hicks was arrested in July, I mean, in 2018, the same year Kimberly J. Brown. and a fateful year. <laughs> oh, an awesome year for Disney stars. Um, allegedly pulling a bunch of armed robberies in Burbank, California, and eventually in July... 2021 got sentenced to five years behind bars he caught a major break though because the judge gave him credit for 1460 days he served while awaiting sentencing and he was released back in march he said it's when and i'm out of mail (laughs) (laughs) it's when i got some guns why like what 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 happened it's one of those things where, like, I always think about him and the guy who played the cello person in the first High School Musical because mm. they were both arrested at different points for armed robbery. And I'm like, if I had a nickel for every time somebody that played a character in a Disney Channel movie got arrested for armed robbery, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it but happened that's, twice. But that's too, that's, that's too, too many, in my, in my <laughs> it's, opinion. It's always so odd. You're just like, wait, what? And now we, we well, still have Kyle Massey, like potentially going to prison right prison queen of the big house yes maybe i don't know they kind of like i remember we reported on we it didn't. i don't I think, think this time updates, this but... time last year and there wasn't hasn't really been any updates so maybe well, that was kind of i always forget like how long court cases take to actually play out yeah you know like you'll get you'll be on think... trial at first in 2022 for something that you did in 2014 but i don't even think there were i don't know i'll have i'll have to go back and listen or like look it up to see what was actually going on um, but it's just so funny because on one side of the Lemonade Mouth spectrum, you have Adam Hicks. And then the other side of the Lemonade Mouth spectrum, you have Bridget Mendler, uh, Music Royalty, Harvard Degree, Haley Kiyoko. Mm-hmm. Lesbian Jesus, as she's and then Na- And then Naomi Scott, yes, who's her. in all these big budget movies. The new, newest Princess Jasmine, the Pink Power mm-hmm. Ranger. None of the movies are good. But she's but in them, and she's collecting she's a bag. Not, 
She's collecting a bag, unlike Adam Hicks, who is stealing bags. <laughs> so I'm I'm not I'm not seeing any Lemonade Mouth reunion. And then you have the principal the from Lemonade Mouth playing the villain in like literally everything he's ever in. He is on hacks. He's on hacks. He is on hacks. Everyone in Lemonade Mouth is booked and busy, and Adam Hicks is just booked. booked. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, speaking of booked and busy, and this is a great final Disney four-on-one story before we get into our double dose of Raven's uh, Raven's rehash. That's so Raven, Takiya Crystal Kamal, on returning as Tanya Baxter after more than 16 years. Ah! So Takiya... She speaks. Did an interview, she speaks. Yes, did an God. interview, a video interview with Entertainment Tonight discussing her return to that the that serving universe mm. more than 16 years. Um hold on, you got to <laughs> cut that out cuz I forgot where I was. Entertainment Tonight has been on the pulse of the Ravens Home updates this year. I wonder I wonder if they inter- and it's the same interviewer who does this. Love it. I wonder if she listens to our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Okay, so Takia admitted to feeling nervous before she went to set, but once she arrived, she felt like nothing had changed. She goes to say, I thought, oh, I'm home. This is my living room. Me, Tanya Baxter. This is my kitchen. This is my husband's restaurant, the Chill Girl. I'm good, she recalled. I just felt like I've, I've been away for a minute, and then she came back. She, Tanya Baxter, was so familiar to me that it was easy to jump back into her shoes. Literally. And to have Rondell there and to have Raven there, it was just so familiar because I've seen the show. And when I looked at Isaac Ryan Brown, who plays Raven's son, Booker, I thought, well, that's my grandson. (laughs) She also played Koi when asked specifically about her season five finale appearance, only telling E.T. that it's a surprise to everyone when I show up. And the Baxters initially have a mixed reaction, but they're happy to see Tanya. And Takia promised Easter eggs for the loyal That's Raven fans during her appearance. She says, there's actually a few moments, but there's one moment in particular where you'll go, yep, that's them. That's them 20 years ago. That's them from 20 years ago. What if they do toast and, and then, jelly? That's what I'd I'm thinking. I'd lose my mind. And then she went on to say, if Raven's Home gets uh, renewed for season six, would you want to make some future appearances or be a full-time cast member? And she was like, yeah. <gasps> Why not? Please. Please. As she went on in an interview talking about like that she didn't feel she was like so surprised she didn't know when she left the show. It was only recently that she she thought when she left the show no one would no one like realized she left the show because it wasn't about because it wasn't about her you know. She's acting like she's, she's not the best Disney Channel parent of all time. And she she went in the interview saying that it only was in the past couple years where she realized that. Oh my gosh, people noticed that Tanya Baxter wasn't there? Yes. And then she said that when Raven's Home premiered, people kept messaging her being like, when are you going to go on? When are you going to go on? And she was like, well, it's not my show. I have no, like, reason to be on. If she only knew the anxiety that coursed through our veins every episode of this season waiting on just a scrap of news about her. Right, right. Oh, that's what she's she like. I have such great fans. I she goes. I had no idea they missed me so much on Raven. I just can't believe. I can't believe. So, can you believe the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> I'm wondering if we're gonna get like. Uh, she says like they're not all happy to see her. I know. Not, not the family drama. Are, is there gonna be some tension? Or maybe Booker is just like, who are you? Right. And it's weird. Or Alice is and like, the- maybe it's Alice. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's Raven. I would ooh, I would love a big scene with Raven and her being like, why haven't you been back? Yeah, like, but she, where were she you? Also said, she also said in the interview that, because the interviewer asked was like, has Tanya been in London for six, for the past 16 years? And she goes, here's my backstory. She goes, and this is what I made up in my head. This is what Takiya said. She goes, Tanya has been back, but you just have never seen her on screen. That's she goes, what makes She comes back and forth. For her to be bi-coastal. But I would love it if it's confirmed in the episode she's in that she hasn't set foot on American soil in 16 years. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. All right. Well, that's the end of our proper Disney 411 news. All so let's right. get into all our double dose into of Raven's Home. Double vision rehash. Raven's Home rehash. <laughs> let me tell you something. 
So the first episode that we watched is our Alana ep. Luckily, we are not done with Adrian Bailon yet. Um, <laughs> the A plot of this episode was that Cammie and Booker reveal their relationship to their moms, and their moms are very unhappy about it, and they have lunch at Raven's house, which is like a shoddily cooked like chicken nuggets, mac and cheese, <laughs> and tater tots lunch. That was funny. But then Alana and Raven come together to break up Booker and Cammie, which they think is successful, but then it's revealed at the end of the episode that they're just going to continue their relationship in secret. And the right. B plot is that Victor thinks he's lost his mojo as a chef, but then I thought the B plot was going to be about Victor, and it ended up being about Neil and Ivy and Alice, mm-hmm. which I didn't love it. So Becca watched this epi- the episodes of Ravenstone before me, and she texted me. She goes, this first episode had me laughing. So I want to know the moments that you were um, dying laughing. The one that made me laugh was when Raven said, a choose me. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, Raven, <laughs> this, this episode finally has more than one scene that involves Raven and Adrian Bailon. Yes. Because up until then, it's just like they meet in the hallways and they give jabs at each other and they leave. Yeah, but this was like finally them getting to have a, a dynamic. They have great chemistry. Yeah, and it was very fun to watch. Booker and Cammie exchange initial necklaces, which I was like, we've done this before. Who? Because she said, she's like, oh, B is in Booker. And I'm like, T is in Troy. Troy. Uh- <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the B plot is that Neil is writing restaurant reviews, posing as his uncle, and he's supposed to write a review. And Ivy's like, no, it has to be mean. So they write a terrible review, and then Ivy finds out they wrote it about the chill grill. Mm-hmm. And Alice is, like, trying to figure out who wrote the review. It's it's boring. I'm... Well, this is the problem with Raven's Home, especially now that this is, like, a very big nostalgic season. If your plot does not involve Raven or Rondell, then I'm like, Well, I Boo. think I just was mad because the B-plot was, like, in the episode description, it was, like, Victor thinks he's lost his touch. So I was like, oh, it's a Victor-centric B-plot. And it ended up not being that at all. No. So I was a little disappointed. But this episode is also, I think, the first instance that Booker and Raven have had the same vision. As far as we know. But, like, I don't understand the lore of the visions. So I'll tell you why. Is it supposed to be, like, what they're seeing? Because Booker and Raven had the same vision, mm-hmm. but they were different POVs. Yeah. But... I remember specific Raven episodes where Raven sees a vision, but it's she, it's not her witnessing it in the future, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't think that they pay too much. So I don't know, like, what the, is it like, is, cause I'm like, I remember Raven, that's Raven episodes where she just sees something happen, but doesn't mean she's in the room to see it. She just, you know what I mean? Yeah. But all of Booker's seem to be he's like there like it's his POV. he's there i don't know maybe maybe he just doesn't have like as strong psychic tendencies as raven does maybe i don't know we also got a kiss in this episode a spicy know- little kiss i will say this season of raven's home and granted they are older this seems more of like a i guess like now they're at the ages of like fifth seventh sixteen yeah whatever. they're, they're so high schoolers when, when the show started, they were like 11. Yeah. But I was like, this seems more adult than what I see on Disney Channel now. Yes. Comparatively. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's... maybe because like the main character is Raven. That's all I really have to say about the first one. It was great to see Raven and Adrian Bailon have like some actual good scenes together. Yeah. Yeah. So the second episode... The B plot had me sick to my stomach. I hated it. Um, I'm I'm glad they're taking our notes that we said Raven needs to be in the A plot exclusively. Yes. So we have two episodes in a row that we that we've been discussing so far so that Raven is the A plot. The A plot of the second episode is that Raven is making some changes to the Chill Girl as co-owner that Victor doesn't like, and so there's okay. some tension. Uh, I was like, I would say continuity. Right. Like they're continuity they're keeping and- up a plot point of like her being co-owner. Um, and and Booker and his girlfriend. Yes. So we have we have like a reason to keep watching to see what happens next. Well, other than the promise of the promised land of Takia at the very end. <laughs> and then Chelsea coming in at some point. Yes. 
Um, so the uh, Raven hires Booker to be a barista and kind of has like a coffee bar in the chill grill and the vibe changes and Victor doesn't like it. So it's like a back and forth of them getting mad at each other. And the B plot. The B plot. Yeah. Is that Alice and her annoying little girl classmate who I expressed how much I hated in the last episode <laughs> she was in are doing an experiment about how people like will believe they're in love if you tell them that they are. So they Which doesn't make sense. They make Ivy and Neil think that they like each other, which is gaggity gag gag gag. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. And then it's like it's revealed that it's a whole sham experiment just to keep this other girl from dating the boy that Alice likes. Yeah. Um so that's all I think we need to say about that because I I wish they had kept this subplot out of my eyes. I hated it. Well, we've talked about the actress who plays Ivy. She's the definition of she thinks she's doing something. Yes. And like the couple of moments where her and Neil pretended, like where they were trying to force being into each other was just gross. But yeah. Raven is ravening it up in this episode. She is ravening it <laughs> There's up. There's a moment where she drinks like four cups of coffee and is going crazy. She makes all these little faces. And then at some point, she has like a fashion show of chill grill couture where mm-hmm. she has like booker in pants made out of coffee filters and a server in like a kilt made out of the apron and like yeah just all the way she was introducing the outfits was so raven and then it <laughs> oh, it was so raven you said I it did. but then at one point rondell made me laugh because the guy comes <gasps> out in a kilt and he goes raven this is the lunch crowd <laughs> <laughs> okay so there was this moment in the episode where rondell is um like walking backwards as he's talking and he and raven without rondell knowing has like put couches in the middle of the restaurant yeah. to make like a new vibe and rondell flips over and i said rondell! i was like watch yourself watch yourself literally in the first episode he goes it's my first time back as a chill girl since my heart right attack. i was like you now you're gonna have like <laughs> hip replacement surgery <laughs> Because apparently you on your you are on your last leg, sir. But they come to the agreement that um, Victor is going to clear out like this upper level. Oh wait, storage. I did laugh. I did laugh like after Raven and Victor. This is a, this this reminded me of their dynamic of Chef Man and Raven that episode yes. where she eats. The, um, I was saying this is again they they're taking our notes. This is like I liked this when episode he walked up to Booker and went, "Where is your mother?" <laughs> um. What, what was I going to say? Oh, at the end, after like Raven and, um, oh, when Booker um, gives the guy, the reporter accidentally spills um, his drink on the reporter and yeah. the reporter screams and Booker, and Booker goes, what? It's just cold brew. He goes, I know, but I was just surprised. <laughs> that was funny. Laughs. Booker, he has turned into quite a funny uh, character. Yeah. I laughed like when he was talking about his um, nicknames. This is a good episode. I'm. It's promising. It's promising. I mean, the B plot was dastardly, but. Right. That was dastardly. We're not out. talking about that. So after Raven and Rondell kind of have like their thing and they discuss that maybe they have to compromise. And Raven goes, hey, maybe you giving me the chill girl was a mistake. And Rondell just goes, yeah. <laughs> And Raymond goes, oh, I did not think you'd be that honest. <laughs> so the conclusion that they come to is that Victor is going to clear out this like upper level storage area of the chill grill for Raven to have her own design studio, which was very sweet because he's like, you deserve somewhere where you can be fully creative Raven that doesn't also mess with this thing I've had going on for 20 years. Right. So she's so she's still going to be part co-owner. Yes. That's not getting taken but, away, but she's just yeah. going to have the upper part instead of which means we're gonna have a new storyline for raven to be a fashion designer which again. also sets up our way for disguises i think Disgu- she goes, also i love like now that the, now the chill girl has an attic right off. like has that been there the whole time <laughs> it's like that one episode where apparently raven's house the entire time had a garage that has never been seen before right <laughs> uh, but i like the ending i like that Again, Disney Channel shows aren't known for having a, a continuous storyline. Yeah. So I like, so far, these episodes we've been watching, it's literally like, you're going to be maybe a little confused if you don't know what's going on this season. And my only commercial report is that 
Disney Channel is airing the first two Night at the Museums. And also, when I was watching, like, a little Epcot thing popped up at the bottom of my screen. Yeah, they're doing, like, a summer of, like, some kind of... It's almost like a Disney Channel Games-esque thing that they're doing in Epcot with a couple of kids. I'm not... I don't know. I've, I've been skipping through them, but... No, yeah, I just, like, saw it on the corner of yeah, my screen. Yeah, it is something like, that's happening. And I was like, huh? Ah. I just was like, but... I was skipping, 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 and I saw I saw my man, Robin Williams, and I said, hmm? He said, he said, Robbie W., what you doing? So, I don't know. You said that you think you may have remembered Disney Channel airing them at some other point before. I mean, but maybe. maybe I, I mean, I know but... for sure they are in the Disney catalog now, because all three of them are on Disney+, Plus, and they do have that animated they own... series in the works. They own Fox. Yes. Well, so. they have somebody else voicing Teddy Roosevelt for that show, which I feel a certain type of way about that, and I don't think I'll be watching because of that. Well, obvious, obviously, well, just, they just leave the character someone. out. Just leave him out. Uh, just leave him out. Well, <laughs> that's the end of that's the end of any any closing thought on Raven's Home. No, just keep doing what y'all do, and I guess it's it's been working for All us. Right. Well, since you talked about animated series, it's a great segue to talk about our themed month. We're going to be focusing on some famous and iconic Disney animated shows. This month is called Animated in July, and we are starting off with one of the Mm all-time classics, Recess. So Recess aired from September 13th, 1997. And ended its run November 5th, 2001. Had a total of 65 episodes, but 127 segments. Because I forgot, cartoons usually have two stories in one. Yeah. And there's also, I think, at least two Yes, there's Recess Schools Out that was released in theaters. And then then two direct, um, and then a couple of direct um, to DVD features but recess premiered on abc as part of disney's one saturday morning so technically yes. this isn't a disney channel original but it is i feel like disney the reruns kind of the reruns were always on it's, it's definitely disney. part of the canon because i remember when disney one started to show like yeah because D- like disney one by the time it got to the early 2000s it transformed into abc kids but it's Disney Channel canon because the Recess Gang have their own Disney Channel wand ID, so it counts. So it counts. Yes. Um, I was so I was just like reading about the history of Recess, and originally the creators wanted to set this in the eighties, and yeah, and oh. that they said um, they want to set in the eighties because just like that was like their childhood and stuff and but they also really wanted to create a cartoon that seemed timeless so that's why they said it in the recess uh structure because even and they actually did an interview a couple years ago to celebrate an anniversary of recess they said that they technically could do another version of recess even with iphones ipads and everything because when you go out to recess you can't bring those out so it's like yeah i i mean watching this now it doesn't feel like it takes place in any certain day or time like it does have that timeless feel like these are character types mm-hmm. that you see and in everything they actually when disney required i got i mean disney never required the rights but when disney channels began airing the reruns disney channel actually wanted to produce more episodes but then for some reason mm-hmm. i guess the ratings of the reruns weren't really what they were looking for so they scrapped that idea which i'm like i remember watching that all so the time. i my like my third grade teacher would like she was obsessed with the show like as a as a grown adult was obsessed with recess and so every i think like every other friday in third grade was like recess friday and we would oh my watch gosh. an episode how? like during class time so that was like how i got kind of acquainted with it and then i think we watched the movie in that i mean i would watch well. it all the time i love the show i remember going into kindergarten this is like a weird memory I had. I have, and I remember, like, it was kindergarten. I don't know how old it was. It was like my last year at kindergarten. But I said, my first day of kindergarten, I'm gonna dress like TJ, put a backwards red cap on, and be the <laughs> coolest kid in school. But obviously, nice. I'm not a TJ. 
I'm a Gus, Mike, Mikey Rising. <laughs> I'm a I'm a Spinelli Sun Gretchen Rising. <laughs> I'm such a Gus. Oh, it kills me. Yeah, you are. I want. <laughs> but I you have, have a little, little Mikey. Mikey in you. I'm. That's like when I was growing up, I would have been the Gretchen, but now I'm like. Obviously, because Spinelli is, like, so queer-coded. <laughs> so it fits for me. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Like, you can't look at that girl's fit. How is she not burning up? She has a leather jacket, a little beanie on, a combat boots. Knee-high And she stockings. is, like, running around on the jungle gym and all that stuff. But it's also funny because Reese says kind of, like, um, during recess, like, the children from their own, like, have their, like, kind of own society, complete with, like, government and, like, yeah. class structure, but it's kind of set in the yes, backdrop. It's, it's so And I think funny. that was kind of, like, the point to kind of set it, like, it's its own universe, like, its own yeah. thing. Yeah, like, this show is funny. But, yes, yeah, so this whole entire month, we're talking about, obviously, animated shows. We're starting with Recess, and we watched the first episode. But, of course, the first episode yes. is split into two. Because that's how a bunch of animated shows are. Mm-hmm. So I guess let's just talk about the first segment in this episode. Oh, the theme, the theme song. song. Boom, boom. And it's only and it sounds like war too. Mm-hmm. It's very much like a marching call. Mama, mama, marching call. Um and it, it it does a great job of kind of just even with the theme song, like showing you oh, yeah. all of the characters and like their personality this, points. The the theme song's like a little pilot episode in itself. And it, yeah, it's a great, like, you don't even need, like, a pilot episode. And I feel like, at least with the second part of the Recess first episode is a good pilot introduction. Yeah, because you get the introduction but of the major But I feel like the theme it. song in itself tells you everything you need to know about the characters. And because I love, the, I love, because I feel like you have the core. You have Splinelli, TJ, Mikey, um, Gretchen Gus, and, 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 um... Oh no! I can't remember his name oh either. no! What's his name? Oh my gosh, he's great. Um, Vince, Vince. They Vince, only said Vince. it like once. They only said it once in the entire episode. Vince is his name. Like they went like a good ten minutes into the first episode before they said a single character's name yeah. other than TJ. TJ. And Miss Finster. Miss Finster, Batty. <laughs> Deadwiler. <laughs> She's villainous. She's, She's menacing. Her teeth are so sharp. Also, I can't remember. I feel like so many of these characters are like gay. The te- <laughs> the other teacher, the teacher, like the hippie teacher whose okay. legs aren't shaved. The hippie. Okay, there's a so one. The main voice of TJ is not the voice in these in this first episode. That is not his voice. What? I looked it up. The guy who so Andrew Lawrence. Do you know mm-hmm. who Andrew Lawrence is? He's an actor. He has two. He has famous brother Joey, Joey Lawrence. Okay. And then Matthew Lawrence, who's in Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. Andrew Lawrence it voiced TJ basically the entire run, but for some reason it's not his voice in the first episode. Maybe Andrew- the first episode was like the OG. It's it's maybe like how like Lacey Chabert was the voice of Meg. From yeah, yeah, yeah. For like the first season. But if you like watch like core episodes of Recess. You can, like, oh, that's not his voice. Yeah. But anyway. I didn't notice, but. The voice of the teacher, Miss Grokey. Mm-hmm. She was the voice of Playhouse Disney. <gasps> oh, my gosh. So if you go back and listen to it and just, like, look up Playhouse Disney, like, interludes. Yeah. And you, because I remember as a kid, my sister was like, she's the voice of Playhouse Disney. Can't you hear it? And we would close our eyes and we're like, oh, my gosh, yes. So You can also hear the girl that voices Spinelli is also the voice of Bobby Hill <laughs> from King of the Hill. And once you hear it, you can't unhear it. Because you're a big fan of King of the Hill, right? I'm not a big fan, but what? I'm, I'm like, getting more into it, I guess, is my... My rotation, my Adult Swim rotation was always Family Guy, American Dad, and Robot Chicken. So those are Adult the ones Swim rotation. Doing. Well, they would always have it on. So when school was out in the summertime, I would sit down every night and I would watch American Dad at eight, Family Guy at nine, and Robot Chicken at ten. I just remember King of the Hill just looked gross to me, <laughs> but Recess looks gross. You know what I mean? Yes. I don't think the animation like no, aged but it, poorly. No, I mean like the design is very rough. It's yeah. not, like, pleasant to look at. I guess. Like Rugrats. Yeah. It's like, the babies look ugly. 
So the first like segment of this episode is it begins with the kids getting lunch from the cafeteria. Lunch is tomato surprise. And it dissolves a metal spoon instantly. <laughs> so <laughs> it's very concerning what they're feeding these kids. I know. Um, one, one, I know it's a cartoon, so we really don't have to really go into like the backgrounds of it all. But yeah. this episode is all about they're trying to rescue TJ from getting detention. Like he's in detention for something yeah, he, that we'll get into. He gets no recess. Which is, oh, I remember one time, instead of no recess, they would make at least mine when we get in trouble. Depending on the punishment, it would be like five minutes off recess, ten minutes, blah, blah, blah. And you would have to stand on the fence, like up against the fence for like five minutes. Ugh. Remember one time I got caught cheating on a test and I had to stand on the fence. Uh, on the fence. I, on, when I was in like, like preschool, I got a splinter and I tried to go into like the big cabinet to get a Band-Aid out. And it was locked, so I was, like, shaking on it. And the teachers came in, and I was like, I'm looking for a Band-Aid. And they were like, you are going to have to sit out of recess for trying to get yourself a Band-Aid. <gasps> you said you're going to... Don't like, know why. So I, they made me, like, come outside and sit on the sidelines and, like, watch everyone. I know. I'm like, I feel like that's even, that's even more torturous. Yeah, like, at least... I'm, TJ's in the cafeteria counting ceiling tiles. I know. So why did he get detention? So... He rallies his friends to sneak into the back of the cafeteria and find where they keep the good food. The good food, And there's which a is so fridge true. that's literally labeled the good food. <laughs> and they try to get to it, but Miss um, Finster sees him, and she publicly shames him in front of the whole school. Batty. And is like, the only punishment that's fitting for this baddie is no recess. <laughs> so he's locked in the cafeteria while everybody else does recess. And it was Randall, her, like, basically her, her sister. Little, who tells her little snitch. Well, he's literally, like, the definition of a teacher's pet. Because at one point in this segment, he runs up to her and he's like, those girls over there said a bad word. And she feeds him a cookie. And he's like. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, here's a cookie. <laughs> and so then, like, the rest of the episode is the rest of the gang trying to get the, everyone else on the playground to rescue TJ. And I'm like. TJ's I want to so know popular. what bad word the girl said that probably Randall like, is snitching Probably like, but. Yeah, probably. But this is like a good episode to kind of introduce the lore and the world of recess. Yes, you get, you get some down. of these. Um, you get an introduction to a lot of the main players on the playground. Like, you get Guru Kid. <laughs> I love it. It's like Blank Kid, Upside Down Girl. Yeah, because well, that's, that's so true to like kids whose names you don't know. You're like, oh, the, the girl the who swinging, always plays it. The swinging girl who's dressed up like Amelia Earhart. <laughs> uh, she, this girl is swinging, and she goes flying at one point, and this scream she screams <laughs> is unholy. I laughed so hard. We were like, she's gone. She's, she's gone. She's she ain't dying. coming back. And she's then you dying. do see her later, so confirm she didn't die. No, no. <laughs> uh, the kindergartners? The kindergartners are like Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies. Feral. <laughs> so funny. I'm wondering how much time do they have for recess? Right, because they also you also have Bobby, who's the king of the playground, who's a sixth grader that gets carried out on like a sofa armchair, and then his chair somehow gets all the way up a slide. My thing is, when I was in recess, there were there were adults on every corner of the playground, and they just have Miss Finster looking out for everyone. Right, not even with her eyes open half the time, probably. <laughs> Because she doesn't see how this stuff. I just loved how so Guru Kid, when they talk to Guru Kid, he says something about how like, think of how the bumblebee. Does. He just says some like some motivational BS, mm-hmm. and Mikey's like, guys, I know, like I understand what it means. I love we have to Mikey. rally the rest of the kids. Run away. Another kid comes up to ask Guru Kid a question, and he starts repeating the same <laughs> speech, and then it cuts. <laughs> I love it. I'm just like, they really want TJ to come out and play. They do. Um, what else happened? So they, they try to talk to King of the Playground Bobby, and he says, like, I'm not going to, like, I can't appease everybody. He's just some dumb kid. And Spin- <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and that's when they go, like, everyone's a dumb kid. Spinelli goes off on him. Well, my and, But everyone, like, on the playground is like, we're all dumb kids. You're Even you're a dumb kid. And one of the girl goes, my brother calls me a dumb kid. And the other, and then there's another kid who goes, my mom called me a dumb kid this morning. I was like, <laughs> dang. He said, let's unpack that. Trauma dump. Tra- <laughs> Spinelli's like, don't trauma dump. 
we're trying to we're the trying theme, to say the theme for today's recess is trauma dump. So they rally like uh, King of the Playground rallies all the rest of the kids together to break out and help save TJ. They get in the cafeteria and he's gone. He's gone. They look at his clothes. Like all that's left is his jacket and his hat. Um, hat. And they look at it like he like dissolved. They're like, no. And then, and then they look it- outside and he's climbing down the building. And he's like, <laughs> yes, I'm free. <laughs> I audibly left. Because I haven't seen this episode in the year, yeah. so I didn't remember at all. And he, like, all, it doesn't even do, like, a cut. It's, like, POV. You're still, like, looking at the wedding. You just hear that. Yay! <laughs> and then. It's funny. This and show then Miss, is funny. And then Miss Finster's, like, well, because she sees the rest of the gang. Yeah. In the cafeteria trying to save, uh. TJ and she's like, well, since you kids love the classroom so much, recess is over in three, two, one. Yeah, and so TJ made it out with like seconds before recess. <laughs> and he just over. goes, no. Which is, uh, and that's the end of the first. That's the end of the first ep- segment. Like, the first segment. So the second segment is about a new kid. A new kid. But it starts with all of them in, I guess, what, like, is science class. And they're trying yeah. to go grow plants. And Mikey looks at his plant, and he's like, why won't it grow? And somebody's like, did you put in the seed? And he's like, oh. <laughs> My favorite thing about Mikey, and we didn't get into it because it didn't appear in this episode, is when they discover Mikey has an angelic uh, singing voice. Mm-hmm. And it's <laughs> actually... And it's uh, voiced by Robert Goulet. So he talks like this. And then when he sings, it's like this. Yes. And it's so funny. I remember that one. I just like love that th- the show takes place in a town that seasons don't exist. Right. Because TJ is wearing like this big coat, a hat. Splinelli is wearing, um, like we said, combat boots tights a leather jacket vince is wearing a basketball uniform mikey's just like the only one of these kids with like no discernible personality i do remember an episode where he has like an episode where you meet his big brother and everyone Mm -hmm. remembers him being so cool but now he's in um sixth grade and he comes back and everyone realizes he's just a big nerd (laughs) i remember that specifically i just feel like tj's like obviously the leader and the like leader. the rap scallion and yeah so we have the- is like the rough and tough girl gretchen's the smart one mikey is the eater but also the stupid one and then gus is like the, the warrior dork, i guess the door like the chucky finster and then vince at least in this first episode is just kind of there yeah because he's not i guess like you can say like he's tj's second well, like, I don't right know hand if, man. Like, later, if he's supposed to just be well, like the sporty one. Yeah, I think he's supposed to. Yeah, he's supposed to be this. So, yeah, this is a great time to go over the character. So, like, TJ's the leader. Spinelli's the tough one. Gretchen's the smart one. Mikey's the eater. And also the the himbo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gus, who gets introduced in this segment, is the warrior. The mm-hmm. one's like, guys, I don't think we should do this. And then Vince is the sporty one. Yeah. So. That's- we see our our hairy leg hippie, hairy leg hippie. <laughs> teacher, um, and while Gretchen is distracting her, the other kids break into the clock and spin it around so that which apparently will can start earlier controls the entire clocks. Right, in, like on that one campus. clock. That's the master clock. Yeah, and I'm thinking, what? So and the then bell I guess rings. it's re- I guess it's revealed that it's ten o'clock, and that's when they go to recess. Right, that seems early. That's so early. Yeah, recess was like a like a one thirty type deal. There is still dew on the grass. <laughs> right. Like why are you going so early? You're gonna be antsy the rest of the day. Isn't the point of recess to like get out the the midday? Yeah, it's usually jitters. after it's usually after lunch. Yeah. Cause then you have like all that energy after lunch. Yeah. Anyway. Odd. Maybe they have lunch at nine thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your here's your um, cheeseburger. I mean, I do remember. I don't think it's this way in like middle and elementary school, but when I was in high school, freshmen have the latest lunch and seniors have the earliest lunch. So freshmen eat like almost at one o'clock, but then like as you crawl up towards the day, senior lunch was at like ten forty-five. Ten forty-five. It was so early. I don't know if I, it was. It was so early. I don't think ten forty-five because who would want to eat? Um, 
nasty, nasty macaroni well, and cheese. I just remember five. senior lunch was after fourth period, which was which ended at like ten forty. I do remember having lunch so in elementary early. school like at eleven. Yeah, it was like, like as soon as it's like appropriate lunchtime, that's when we would yeah. go. I just always remember being like, I don't know. No, yeah, because then right we would have lunch and then we go back to the classroom for maybe an hour to be one o'clock and you're at you're on recess for about thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. And then that's one thirty and you'll have and that's only about an hour left of school. That seems about right. When I was in fourth grade, I th- I think our main cast is in fourth grade. Yes, because there's a direct to DVD sequel called recess taking the fifth grade so they're in fourth grade so when i was in fourth grade two kids were going to get married on the playground (laughs) not that and like they had the girls friends like all wrote speeches like one of them was the maid of honor they all wrote a speech and it came time they were gonna like climb to the top of the monkey bars and get married on top of the monkey bars and the boy got cold feet and he ran (gasps) and he hid and he said, he said so I'm too the, young to get married. The maid of honor just like did her speech anyway. <laughs> I'm too young to get married. But anyway, so the bell rings back to recess. Yes. Uh, the bell rings and they open the door and it's like a drill sergeant. And it turns out it is new kid Gus's dad. Well, Gustav is Gustav. what his full name is. And he has been to six schools, no, 12 schools, 12 schools in, in six, six years. years. And it's Gus, little Gus Gus. Which is two schools a year. And he, they're in fourth grade. That's horrible. So oh he's like, God. what? And he's Ten, like, he introduces nine. himself by saying his only friend is a pet snake. Which is so relatable. And TJ and the gang are like, well, you know what? We'll be your friends. And they start like showing him around, like, doing the mean girls moment where they introduce all of the groups of people, sort of. Yeah. And then the king comes along, and he's like, who are you? <laughs> and... <laughs> who are you? Um, They're like, oh, that's the new kid. And everyone's like, oh! Which is so true in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Because when there's a new kid, you're just like, do we talk to them? I'm not going to talk to them. I remember a new kid always being, like, an exciting event. Ah, uh, it. De- I mean, I'm trying to think of a moment where a new kid was introduced in the middle of the school year. I was one. Oh, what was your experience? In the seventh grade. It was, I got lucky because I knew somebody at the school that already went to church with me oh, okay. at the time. Same. So, but oftentimes the trend I would find is when there was a new kid in the middle of the school year, the friend group they would fall into was whoever it was that gave them the first tour of the school. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I got, I was supposed to give this girl a tour, and I was so nervous. I didn't know what to do. So I barely talked and just, like, had her follow me. (laughs) And then she became friends with the popular girls. And I was like, (gasps) I blew it. (laughs) I was about to say, there's always that one elementary or new kid who gets in with a popular crowd, and you're like, damn it. Right. How did they get in? And I did it. And I've known them for 10 years. I think she ended up getting in because she was kind of mean. But yeah, but, you, but you obviously you're like they got in and they barely they've known them for ten minutes. I know. I've known them for ten years. I was I've like, been trying if, my hardest. If only I had talked more. I know, but yeah, <laughs> T, TJ takes Gus under his wing and introduces everyone. And Vince is like, "What are you doing? We have you have to wait at least forty eight hours to talk to the new kid." <laughs> and when Bobby comes up, he's like, "Who are you?" And they they summon the old new kid. And they give him his name back. And he's like, oh, glory be. And it's like <laughs> kissing. Like he's having good It is like I guess so true. It's revealed later that he's been the new kid for like three years. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> it is, is true. Like for a while before you get to know them, you're like, oh, he's new. Yeah. He's the new kid. So, hey, new kid. Oh, yeah. And then Gus loses his name. And when everyone Gus just keeps becomes the new, the new kid, kid, nobody wants to stay with him. He has to sit in the back of the bus. And then, but then it starts creeping into his life. Like his toothbrush at home says "new kid," and he's like, "My snake won't even look at me anymore." <laughs> he's just, like, "I don't know who I am anymore." It was so funny how it starts to like creep into the rest of his life. I'm um, sure that's so. Tra- Honestly, I know this is like a little silly cartoon, but that's probably very traumatizing for an yes. elementary school kid just being like, "You're new." And then I love like when he comes back to school the next day. They're playing uh, kickball on the playground, and it's down to Gus and this kid who's literally in a casting crutches. And the casting crutches kid gets picked, and then Gus is like, "What about me?" And they, this kid whips the full playground constitution scroll out of his pocket, and it's like, according again, to this it's on government. According to this article, no new kids are allowed to play kickball. Sorry. 
that will talk about a traumatizing moment when you're when you're being waited on to get picked for a sporting event in recess. You're just like, I just don't want to be last. I don't want to be last. I don't want to be I last. I never did sports at recess. I never did that. Me and my friends would always play like Jedi's or something. Jedi's. I remember as a kid, we would like play like toilet tag. Um, uh, I don't know, just like stupid. Stuff. I was a swing kid, so I would mostly be on like swings. That was always I would, my like, go-to. Play like TV shows. Yes, where you like play, like you play Shrek too. Yeah, you're like, okay, you're gonna be Shrek, I'm gonna be Donkey, and we're gonna and like you, walk you over here. as much as you can from the movie. <laughs> wow, we were so creative. We did Shrek too. We played Shrek too for like a month. One time a when month. I was in second grade. Yeah, it, it took us a really long time. We we were detailed. We were thorough. <laughs> <laughs> the last, you one day you walk up and you're like fully faced green, and you're like, no, you I, was, I was Puss in Boots. <laughs> Are you kidding? I was pussing boots. <laughs> Why? Because I loved pussing boots. Did you come in with boots? No. Because you are a furry. <laughs> Pardon me? You heard me. Meow, meow. <laughs> You're pussing boots. Well, some days I would play donkey. Like, I think one day the girl that played well, donkey was out. The girl that played donkey was out sick, so I played donkey and pussing boots. <laughs> You were her understudy, <laughs> not double cast. Yes. What did you What did you do when Puss in Boots and Donkey were in a scene together? The show must go on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who was Shrek? One of my other friends. I don't remember. Oh God, that was funny. <laughs> but so that that's continues. that's the real recess TV show. <laughs> They're not and- doing all this cool stuff. They're being puss in boots in the backyard. It's not the playground, it's the stage. It's the stage. And I belong to it. For these uh, 30 minutes, I command the stage. <laughs> Where's theater kid in recess? Right. Where's theater they, kid? They gotta be somewhere. There's gotta be, there's gotta gotta be an be episode. Somewhere. I guess Mike is a little bit of a theater kid. I guess. With his singing sings. voice. Um, but uh, Gus is like traumatized and he's like my life is horrible now it probably is like your real life they feel bad and um tj and the gang get a plan together tj's like i gotta call in a few favors right it's like which who what connections do does this little boy have because they have a statue of gus on school property (laughs) a plane (laughs) flying through the sky a choir ready to go um, a banner that drops down, which they immediately cover up and says, we don't know who, who you are <laughs> when, when the king appears. I don't remember if it was before this scene or after. I think it was and like, right and like And like, who set it up? Right. Who got this all together? Who did that? Because it's before school. And it, so and some of these kids were up at 5 a.m. probably. And, they, and, they're in fourth, and they're in fourth grade, so they have to be in bed at least by eight. Right. The earliest. There's a scene, I can't remember if it was before this or after, but Gus is talking to them about like, how horrible his life has become. And he plops his head down on the cafeteria table. And the way that his head was like, thunk, like the noise was so loud. Can we talk about cafeteria tables and how cold they are? Mm. Mm-hmm. What I wouldn't give to dunk my head onto a cold, cold cafeteria table. Mm, give them a roll to the left and <laughs> roll to the right. Because ah. um, then I, at one point, like, Gus is really sad and he's walking away from something and he says, all we are is dust in the wind. <laughs> a fourth grader having an existential crisis. Oh, but he gets mad and he finally, he stands up to Bobby and he's like, listen, I am not a new kid. I have a name. I am a person. And Bobby's like, fine, you can have your name back. Which is so funny. The other new kid is like, but I waited three years. And Bobby's just like, you should have said something. Right. He's like, Gus, hey, Gus, And Bobby's like, okay, you can have it. (laughs) Because everything has to be solved before recess is over. So Bobby's probably like, okay. Fine. Have it back, damn. I don't care. I'll I'll forget your name anyway here. You can have it. So with that, Gus becomes an official member of the... The gang moving Again, forward. Again, he is the new kid that gets in the popular kids. Are they popular, though? We don't really know if they're popular. They're just our main characters. I I mean... I wouldn't think they're popular. They're kind of like a ragtag group. Yes, but the first segment of this episode, everyone in the playground banded together to try to get 
TJ well, I and think, Teresa's. I think they hair TJ is probably popular. Well, speaking of popularity, you know what key members were not introduced in this episode? The Ashleys. I don't remember them. You don't remember the Ashleys? I don't think so. So the Ashleys, I guess, were the quote-unquote popular characters, and they all had the first name Ashley. And they had like a... Um, a hideout under all underneath all these tires <laughs> and they would go under there and they would be like their hideaway they would go ooh. i'm looking at a picture and i don't the the one in the pink looks sort of familiar Bear, uh, apparently the creators based them off heathers like the, the movie that may oh my gosh that's funny because you have the blue the green yeah the yellow i mean it's it's red not pink for heather chandler but that's fine you don't remember the ashley's it's okay. So I really haven't watched Recess at all since I watched it in third grade, and that was hmm. y- many years ago. But yeah, there's a couple like big characters that had come a staple in the we show. We did get the mole kids. We forgot to mention in the first <gasps> episode the mole kids start digging their way into the cafeteria to break out TJ, and at the end of the episode they end up in Beijing, China. I know. <laughs> and they're, they're like, like oh. kindergartners, and a bunch of kindergartners like it's the same in all the worlds apparently because they're feral too, and they just like kin- run at them. Okay, coming from someone who has worked after school care, kindergartners are crazy. That's very true. They will climb on top of you like you're part of the jungle gym, because you're they're kindergartners. They've only been on Earth for like four years. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of some of the characters that become such a staple of the show that they weren't introduced. Principal Prickly. Yes. He was mentioned by name. Mentioned. But not shown. Um, the Ashley's Hustler Kid. <laughs> Is that the one at the beginning of the episode that has the report cards and a trench coat that he's yeah, wearing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a bunch of other ones. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but yeah, would, speaking of someone who... I mean, I guess we both haven't really watched Recess since it came out. But yes. like I said, Recess was one of those ones that I really enjoyed. I yeah, wanted to I be did TJ. Say, like, I think it holds up. Like, it's genuinely funny. I wanted to be TJ so bad. But mm-hmm. of course, like I said, <laughs> I'm a Gus with a Mikey Rising. <laughs> we barely talked about Gretchen. Let, let's have a Gretchen, let's have a Gretchen moment, shall we? I, Gretchen, I thought for a second, was voiced by the same person who voices Chucky Finster. Because they have the same I know. cadence. Her 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 uh face her head shape mm-hmm. <laughs> with her skinny neck her, her skinny neck teeth, and her converse like her Oxford converse that are like the size of boats. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. She's a queen. She's, She's a queen great. for that. She's great. I'm sure. I'm just trying to remember. There's some episodes that I remember of this show. There's one episode where Splinelli. Why do you keep calling her Splinelli? That's her name. It's Spinelli. Spinelli? Yes. Spinelli, where her parents go away for the weekend, and she has to spend the weekend at Miss Finster's house. <gasps> Horrid. There's an episode where you find out Spinelli's first name is Ashley. I and do, so she, yeah. she has to become one of the Ashleys. <laughs> I'm trying to think. There's some distinctive episodes that I don't I know why, remember. but Miss Finster gives me less harsh um, teacher from Jimmy Neutron vibes. Oh, Miss Fowl. <laughs> her teeth. She's like, I always used to think as a kid, Ursula and Miss Finster looked the same. They might be like cousins. Cousins? Twice. She's a cousin to an octopus. Miss Finster's like, I gotta go on my beach vacation to visit my cousin. <laughs> she's an she's evil queen. Octopus. You know, she's a poor unfortunate soul. But, you know, you can't choose your family. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I loved Recess. I think it's a great Disney staple. I remember these the McDonald's toys. Yeah. I remember the McDonald's toys. I remember seeing... So yeah, it's one of the rare few Disney TV properties that made it to the big screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, since it's technically... It was the only... So we have, the, of course, Disney Channel shows that made it to the big screen. Hannah Montana, Liz McGuire, High School Musical... But there were two Disney Channel or adjacent Disney Saturday morning cartoons that made it to the big screen. And that was Recess and Teacher's Pet. And talk about a bizarro show, Teacher's Pet. Wait, is that... Hang on. Teacher's Pet? Mm-hmm. Do you not remember the show? So Teacher's Pet was about a dog that talked 
and he wanted to be a real boy, so he would go to school disguised as a boy. Teacher's pet got a big screen release? Yes. What? It's on Disney, it's on Disney Plus. <laughs> That's strange. The show was strange. You don't remember that at all? I just remember one time going to my grandparents' house and my grandma opened the door and she had in her hand a VHS box of Recess Schools Out the Movie and I was so excited. You know what show I've honestly liked? And it's it's by, I think it's created by some of the people that were involved with Recess, is Lloyd in Space. Yes, it's Paul and Joe. Mm-hmm. Paul and, they were originally going to uh, name TJPJ Paul and Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I love Lloyd in Space. Lloyd in Space. L-L-O-Y-D. Yeah. Lloyd. Wait. Do you know what we haven't even touched upon? What? When Recess went over and crossed over Lilo and Stitch. They did? Yeah. So Lilo and, so Lilo and Stitch had so many crossovers. I remember Kim the, po- K, the KP one. but they're Kim Possible, Proud Family, Lilo and Stitch. And I want to say American Dragon Jake Long also went on Lilo and Stitch. But yeah, so Lilo and Stitch, they did a crossover with Recess, and they go on a school vacation. But it's just the Recess gang and the spinster, and I think Randall. Um, yes, American Weird. Dragon also did one with Lilo and Stitch. Wow, the Lilo and Stitch universe doors are just open for anyone to walk in, I guess. <laughs> but I remember distinctly about the... But this was like years after Recess was off the air, so the animation style was kind of more updated so they can, yeah. like, they looked kind of weird oh. and especially when you pair an animation style that's very distinctive like recess and very distinctive like lilo and stitch they yeah, look very weird. weird they look very weird together but i remember in that episode spinelli had on like a one piece but still had her cow uh her combat boots on oh they do I look thought, weird you know what i mean there's like something about it that looks weird there's something about Gretchen's eyes that look I, like I she's think it's not like, thinking. She looks. I like think she's... it's like one of those things where the animators on Lilo and Stitch had to animate um, characters that they're not used to animating, if that yeah. makes sense. So they kind of, it was kind of like a copy and paste. You tried to, like when you, when you look at a picture and you try to draw it to your best ability. That's what it kind of yeah. looked like. And Do they had know? to kind of match the proportions and this the lighting. This is so funny that... Um, that Lilo and Stitch is the show with all these crossovers because I remember the early marketing campaigns for Lilo and Stitch, like the movie. We're yes. like Stitch invading all these Disney movies. I know. And now the Disney Channel shows are invading. And then I remember like when Lilo and Stitch actually came out, I was like, wait, this isn't just a crossover movie. You I was, it was so a crossover confused. movie. <laughs> yes. That was a little alien going through all the Disney Channel Because that worlds. was all the ad campaigns. And there was a poster that was like that. Oh, yeah. I remember the poster distinctly. So I was like, oh, that's going to be sick. It's just going to be this alien like messing up all these other disney movies and then it wasn't that i know and then not to hate only Lilo and stitch because i do like think that it's great but when i was a kid and i first saw it i was like what's this i mean the ad campaign worked I, but that also just means that the Lilo and stitch doors are are wide open for anyone oh, they are on i in. don't think <laughs> they're so wide open they don't even have any doors like you you mean to t- so that means aliens exist in the recess world <laughs> lloyd in space lloyd in space and Kim Possible exists in the recess world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so does the Proud Family. So the does DCCU ever expanding? Never ever expanding, ever expanding. So any last minute thoughts on recess? No, I just I really I enjoyed it as a kid. I enjoyed revisiting it. I think there's it's just like a it's a staple. It really does feel timeless, and it's something that I think you can come back and enjoy no matter how old yeah. you are. Agree, agree, hundred percent agree. I really enjoyed recess, um, but I want to say like the the school because there's a the majority of the time the, uh, the episodes take place outside, mm-hmm. um, so they probably don't put that much effort into the school buildings. But when they were going through the school building in the first segment of the first episode, I said this school looks like a prison. <laughs> it does, because it literally just has like two gigantic doors, and on the top of the it walls just says are cafeteria. bland, literally, and it just says cafeteria. Yeah. <laughs> It's and flat. it looks like a cell door. I'm like, geez, no wonder they're so excited about recess. No wonder TJ was going insane. <laughs> I would be too. <laughs> I'd be just like, not even like a little poster being like, hang in there, pal, with a little kitten on a branch. Yeah, not even a poster that's like, make sure you get your food groups with like someone nothing, on a bike. <laughs> nothing, nothing. Literally just bland, bland, bland. Um, okay, so what's the Disney Channel lesson we learned today to wrap it up? The Disney Channel lesson that I learned today is if you want something, maybe you should just ask for it. 
instead of waiting three miserable long years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think my Disney Channel lesson is it's okay to not wear your combat boots, your tights, your leather jacket, and your beanie. And like you don't have to wear all that because you're going to get overheated, especially if you're a little kid running around recess. That's my lesson of the day. Just That's like, fair. no, I don't, I, I don't want people to get overheated because I hate that personally. I hate that. All right, Beck, if people want to see what you do at recess, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Heyo, it's Becca, H-E-Y-O. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Becca Stogner. My Robin Williams top 10 best list is out. So I am officially done making content about Robin Williams films. So I reviewed every single film he ever did, and as well as the top 10 best and top 10 worst list. Go check all those out. And if you like listening to me talk here, you would love listening to me talk on my other podcast, Youth Group Survivor Support Group. We will be back with brand new episodes this month, and we are YGSSG Podcast on all the socials. And if you don't find me on social media, you can find me, find me at Real Hunter Martin on Instagram, H Cameron Martin on Twitter. And if you want to keep up to date on everything about this podcast, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Just type in the Time Machine Podcast. You'll find us there. Rate and review us. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Uh, DM us on social media. We love talking to you guys. We love t- uh, hearing about what you've been enjoying, what you want to hear, what you want us to talk about. Um, on the Disney 411, we love it when you guys share us some, some news. Uh, we love that um, because we want you guys to have much fun listening to this as we have making it. All right. And next week on Animated in July, we're going to be going to a little tropical destination. Uh, yeah, a little tropical destination who's a little bit like water and oil. <laughs> there's your hint well, there's your hint uh there you go so stick with us this month it's gonna be fun we're talking about some classics of disney channel just absolute staples so yeah until next time we will see you later time travelers always buck your seatbelts. belts <laughs>